This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul here in Johannesburg on what's actually looking like a very beautiful Friday afternoon, early winter. The weather's been quite unpredictable, I guess one would say, to, to put it nicely this this uh, this week. But it's wonderful to have the opportunity to be with you again. Welcome, welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us as we prepare for for Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Sazriah Metzora, and uh, it is it is getting earlier. It is getting shorter. The time is is actually running. We're we're uh, almost kind of you know wintering uh, along. And I hope that uh, all your Shabbos preparations, those of you who are in your kitchens, those of you who are in your cars, uh, on your way, on your way home, thank you, really, for tuning to Chai FM and being part of, of this show, part of the, the amazing Torah revolution that takes place between 1 and 3 every weekday afternoon here on Chai FM. Really authentic Torah coming from the Makairas, from the sources, from the Messiah that is so much part of our teaching and and kind of aimed at you really just to give you an opportunity to get some chizuk, to get some inspiration, to learn a little bit more than, than you know, than, than you knew before, and, and please God to hopefully create a platform where you just want to continue to, to grow. And obviously, uh, you know, on, on the radio we have the limited opportunity, but there's so much going on in town in terms of shiurim, in terms of opportunities, in terms of venues where Torah is being learned to all times of the day, morning, afternoon, night, whatever really suits you, whatever fits in with your with your schedule and your and your lifestyle, make an opportunity to to fill it with with uh, with Torah. This this week of course we have Pasha's Tazriam Matar. It's a little bit confusing. You look around and you see Things are being presented on Pasha Sadir Masoira and also on Achrei Meskudashim because the reality is that uh, in Israel they are actually one week ahead of us. They are reading this week uh, already Achrei Meskudashim. The reason, of course, uh, being is that uh, what we when we celebrated the last day, the eighth day of of Pesach, which was on a on a Shabbos. Uh, in, in Israel, that was no longer Yom Tov. It was it was a normal Shabbos, and therefore, instead of reading a a Yom Tov based uh, Torah reading, they read a weekly Pasha. They read Shmini. So then, the ne- the next week, which was last last Shabbos, so we were reading Shmini. It was for us the first Shabbos after Pesach. For them, was already the second. Uh, so they read Tazrim and Torah last week, and therefore this week we are reading Tazrim and Torah. They are reading Achim Kadoshim. Uh, in uh, three weeks' time, we will we will catch up when we get to Bahar Bukhukotai, where they will split those two and read them over two weeks, and we'll read them in one, and then Sheves Achim Gamyacha, then all of the Jewish nation will once again be reunited, uh, reading and laying the same, the same, uh, the same Pashas. This week, of course, Sazir Mitzar, one really cannot help but speak about the main and perhaps the nearly the uh, uh, sole subject. It's a little bit the beginning about the birth of babies and brismila, but solely we're talking about the the affliction 
of tsarat, of a leprosy-type spiritual uh, a disease that affects a, a person's body or a person's home or a person's uh, uh, possessions, a uh, person's clothing, and uh, and the whole process of how a, per, uh, a man can be become tame, he can uh, enter into that area of being afflicted, and how later on he is he's cured from from that. And, and there's it's it's quite important. It's an opportunity, and uh, it's actually being done on a worldwide basis to to speak about that and and to raise again to to reawaken the awareness around this very 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 important mitzvah such an important uh, uh, a thing that really uh, plays a pivotal role in in the in in what happens in the entire in the entire world so let's let's perhaps speak about one one concept that maybe we can we can take something home we can learn we can learn about the Torah tells us that uh, maybe I'll just uh, translate it rather than reading it and uh, and and translating it says uh, if a person will have on the skin of his flesh a white blemish a creamy growth or a bright spot and it forms uh, an an affliction that is suspected of being Saras on the skin of his flesh, so he has to be brought to Aaron the Kohen or one of his sons, the Kohenim, for to be examined. Then the Kohen should examine the affliction on the skin of the flesh, and if hair is in the uh, the affliction, or the uh, and the affliction has cha- sorry if the hair. In the area of the affliction has changed to white, and the appearance of the affliction is amok is is deeper uh, than the rest of the surrounding skin of the flesh. So then it's considered a, a affliction of tzoras, and the kain shall examine him and make him impure. Rashi on this uh, posuk makes the following comment and says, what does it mean, Vitimeyosa? The coin uh, 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 declares him impure. Yoimaloi. The coin has to say to him, Tomeyata. You are Tome. Sheseyar Lavon Simon Tuma. Because a white hair in the middle of a tzaras affliction is a definite sign of tuma, and that is a gzerat akatov. That is a a by scriptural decree, so so to speak. So the question is, what is what is what is Rashi? Really, really telling us the Mizrahi and some of the other Mephoshim asked, what, what's Rashi coming to teach us by, in fact, writing that the Kayin has to tell the person who has the Tzaras that he is, he is impure. The Pasuk already clearly says, the Kayin should examine him and, uh, and uh, make him impure. What is it? What is it? Why are we being told that he has to tell him that? So the Mizrahi gives a little bit of a, of a difficult answer to understand. He says that Rashi's intention was to prevent a, a kind of a possible misinterpretation of the Pasuk because uh, in, in theory, 
one could have interpreted the words vitime oisai as literally the kain makes him tame to mean well what the, that the kain should actually render the person tame by perhaps taking something impure by taking a, a chacha by taking a sheretz and applying it to his skin uh, and that would uh, that would make him that would make him uh, tame because of exposure to this uh, to this rodent etc but this is very very difficult for, really for for two reasons so firstly why would the the Torah instruct the kain to make the person a tome to make him impure by touching him with an impure object when the person is already tame the person is already impure, impure because of the of the affliction itself secondly it's it would seem kind of highly out of out of character for the kohen who is such a a, a symbol of of tyra of of purity uh, himself Right and and uh, a kain is is told to do everything possible to remain uh, a, a pure. Why would he then be handling something uh, tame simply for the purpose of making other people uh, a tame? It doesn't it doesn't make uh, much of a sense. So we have to try to perhaps find a different explanation, a different understanding for what Rashi is is actually telling us. The the morale understands Rashi's uh, comments slightly slightly different. He comes to he comes to he says that Rashi is coming to teach us the the very important halacha that Saras is only makes a person tame if the Kayin says that the person is tame. And in fact in the event that a Kayin did not say the words Tame Ata you are tame, then the person remains tar, even though he kind of clearly displays all the symptoms of of uh, of being of having uh, having tzaras. So this is this is a chiddush that that the kain has to declare it to the point where we uh, halacha says that, that if a person gets tzaras symbols over a yomtov, he doesn't even go to the koyin, because then the koyin would have to declare him tummy, and we don't want that to happen. So we could we can ignore it, even though it's there, as long as the koyin hasn't said your tummy. But this in itself raises a couple of questions. First of all, what's what's the point? Why do we need, I guess you call it, why do we need these magic words kind of to be said by by the koyin in order for him to become become a, a, a tummy? And why, in fact, did it have to be said by a kohen? Why couldn't anyone who is sufficiently uh, expert in in the laws of of tzoras, why couldn't he? Uh, why couldn't he make a declaration? Why does it have to be specifically a uh, a a a, a kohen? The 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 nesivis uh, asks. Uh, Furthermore, on Rashi, where Rashi says, because white hair in a in the middle of a of, of a tzaras affliction is a sign of tumor by Gazerius Hakosov by scriptural uh, a decree. So, what's what what's the lesson that Rashi is is teaching us from this uh, from this statement? As again, this halacha is specifically mentioned in the uh, in the psukim, so it's obviously a Gazerius a Gazerius 
Thirdly, the, the Meshachachma is bothered by the repetition in the Pasuk, where the Pasuk begins by saying, anega, the Kohen must see the Nega, and then when it's Pasuk, it says, the Kohen will examine him. Why, why do we have the, the seemingly the double uh, examination? Why does it say it? Why does it say it? Uh, say it twice. Obviously, the Torah must be coming to uh, to teach us uh, what what's going on. Each time we say that, the Kohen has to has to perform has to perform the the examination. And then, of course, to to start putting it together, there's a a a lomdisha question, a question. Uh, I guess we'd call it a, a hakira, and we have to investigate how we understand the very, very essence of what of what saras of what saras is. And listen carefully; that there, there are two possible ways of understanding the way saras saras works. Number one, one could take the position that the the affliction itself, the called the lesion itself is in itself impure, thus kind of in, uh, uh, rendering the person who has such an affliction uh, impure. In that case, the, the tzaras, in, 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 in the way of, 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 of uh, speaking in Lamdus, we would say that tzaras is the seba, the tzaras is the, then the cause of, of the impurity, or Alternatively, one could suggest that when a person manifests a tzaras affliction on, on his sin, that is merely a, a simon. That is an indication of some kind of impurity that exists within the, uh, the person and is not actually the cause of the impurity, you know, is is the tsaras what actually makes him tummy, or is the tsaras just an external uh, a sign, an external manifestation of something that's actually going on deep within within the the the, the person? Uh, although there are grounds and there are arguments that would support the the first argument that in fact is the tsaras that makes him tummy. Our approach and the way we're going to answer all these questions would be to assume that the second explanation is is correct, and that's going to help us to understand the sugya a lot, a lot more clearly. Firstly, we can then begin to understand the Rashi. Now, when the Rashi says that the Kayin has to say the words, Tameata, you are Tame, so what the Kayin is really doing, he's explaining that, in fact, the emphasis is on the word ata. You know why you have this tzaras afflection? It's coming to teach us that uh, the kohen has to tell this person that, in fact, the reason he has become tamay, the reason he has this affliction on the skin is not simply that there's an affliction on on uh, his body, but the cause of his impurity, the cause of his tumma that exists, is within him, and and the, and the tzaras is only a a symptom of uh, of of uh, of that uh, of that of that affliction. 
So that that is uh, that is the approach. In fact, that Rashi is uh, is uh, is taking. That uh, in fact you you are telling him that he is that he is telling. Me. Therefore, we then and we'll we'll take a break after this. Uh, th- at that time, we can answer also the the Meshachachma's question: Why it says Vra'oh Hakoyin? The coin examines him twice. Uh, uh, first examination would be the examination of the actual uh, uh, presenting. Uh, lesion, the presenting affliction to, in fact, determine whether it actually meets the halachic criteria of being a a a negatzeras, and once he does that, then 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 they then the kain has to do a more global examination of of the entirety of the person. What is in fact the cause? What what what's going on within the person that is bringing about this uh, this uh, this 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 uh, this affliction? We're going to come back and finish this discussion quickly after the break. Don't run away. This is 11.9 High FM, soul to soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 11.9 High FM, we are back after that short break, just as we usually do at this point in the show to give you the important details of the Shabbos, just before we finish off our little thesis uh, of, over here, uh, it is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Sazria Metzora. Candle lighting this afternoon is no later than 26 minutes past five. It's jumped uh, almost uh, eight minutes since uh, since last week. 26 minutes past five is the uh, uh, time for candlelight time. You must have your candles lit before before that time. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 18 minutes past six six eighteen. We are we are marching through the days of the uh, of the of the, the Sphira. Uh, last night we already counted uh, twenty, so we're kind of already forty percent through there, which means we're only about a month away from uh, from Shavuot. In fact, yeah, four weeks from uh, tomorrow night will already be uh, already be the Chag Hashavuot, towards which we are, to which we are definitely, definitely uh, 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 counting and beginning to prepare, if not yet in the physical realm or in the kitchen, but the whole point of the Sphere Somer is, is, is as a point of preparation for, for, for Shavuot. So we're trying to explain the concept of of Tsaras as being something that is based on an affliction in in a person uh, in a person's uh, 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 body, and and that's in fact why the the or or, or better yet, we actually now need to spend a a a moment of okay, we now understand that the the uh, imperfection within the person is the what causes the the tumor but then we have to ask ourselves what happens then when a person wants to become purified it says the kain has to examine and again now the affliction has turned back to being white and now the kain declares him as being uh, as being tummy where in this case it's the possible seems to be uh, directly addressing the the tsaras it uh, itself and uh, and uh, requires the the coin to in fact identify whether in fact the lesion is pure or or im or impure. 
So how how are we going to how are we going to uh, understand that? So there, there's a, a Ramban, a Ramban, and actually next week's Pasha, who describes to us what is a a Gezeris uh, Hakos. What does it mean? So the, the the Ramban says that it's it's things that are a decree of the king, and the decree is something that is thought of by the king from his knowledge of the ideal way to rule the kingdom, and he is the one who appreciates the need and the benefit that can be gained from a particular command. Because understands that this is something we need we need to do, and he doesn't necessarily even reveal his reasoning to the general population, maybe to the to the advisors, to the wise men, the king will will uh, will reveal. So, so in other words, so Rashi, with his uh, comment that the tsaras is a gezeres hakosov, was in fact coming to teach us that the fact that the koyin must tell the mitzur that he is tame is in fact that the person, the victim, should understand that. This saras that's afflicting him is is a gzerasakosov is a kind of divine decree that's coming to reveal to him that he's suffering from some internal kind of purity and uh, and uh, in this way you can now begin a process of of uh, of purifying himself. Now, what do Chazal tell us? About Soras, maybe then we'll be able to uh, get a little bit of an understanding of what what was Gzerskosov, what was the divine wisdom behind the decree. So there is a fascinating Medrash. Medrash says that when Hashem created the human being, he had to do it as a very, very, very fine balancing act. Says the Medrash, if Hashem, says, Hashem created a man with great wisdom. Why? It says, if you would have created a man more with water and only a little bit of blood, so then, imagine says, you become an istanist. An istanist is a very, very kind of finicky and particular kind of, uh, kind, of, uh, kind of person. And if you would have been created mostly with blood and only a little bit of water, then says the Medrash, he would be he would be a mitzayra. Now, to understand this simply, I guess we would say that Hashem created people with the perfect percentage of the different kind of elements of blood and and water, so that that balance is what keeps us healthy. And and as soon as if there was any kind of non-alignment of these uh, of these things. Right, which modern medicine certainly would uh, would agree with that uh, many of the illnesses we suffer from today are caused or, or can certainly be detected uh, by certain dysfunctions of the of the vascular of the vascular system and imbalances that exist in the in the makeup of 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 the blood, but on, on a slightly on a slightly deeper level. The, the Torah tells us, and we'll have it in next week's Pasha, why are we not allowed to eat blood? He says, the soul of the flesh, because the soul of the flesh is in, 
is in the the blood, and therefore Hashem says to Bnei Israel, "Don't don't eat blood." The the Sfarna explains that uh, the the spiritual chias, the spiritual life force of every human creature, is connected to his physical life force through through the blood, and therefore. If we would consume the blood of an animal, so then you are then kind of internalizing in, in yourself the animalistic kind of life force, and, uh, and you will then become more of an animal uh, 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 yourself. And what should we talk about? The fact that blood is always pulsating, is always moving through the body. It never stays still for for even for even one uh, for even one minute. And and our mood, our excitement, a person's passion uh, can even alter, can even uh, affect the the rapidness of the flow of the blood. However, water that's in a person's body kind of circulates very very slowly. And it's not, uh, you know, can't even always, always detect. You can't even always detect the, the, uh, the blood that's within, within a, uh, within a, a in, in the person. Um, and, and that, that becomes, uh, 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 very, very, uh, important. So, in the, yeah. So, so the difference is that, that blood then reflects the, the passion of, of a person and, uh, Okay, I'm, I'm going to finish this up in another minute. It's almost time for another another uh, message break. So stay tuned. Don't run away. We want to finish this up uh, together. And please stay tuned. This is 11.9 High FM. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 11.9 High FM. So in conclusion, we're saying that the the blood represents the, the, the kind of boiling, the, the excitement, the, the passion of a person while the the uh, water expresses perhaps the more phlegmatic, the more the more calm, the more sort of balanced side of 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 a of a person. And the the Chazal tells us that one of the reasons why a person is is afflicted with tzaras is due to the sin of of uh, of of lashon hara. And the Gemara says that uh, there is no real pleasure that a person gets. From speaking, speaking lashon hara, right? As the pasuk says, there's no, no, there's no gain for one who speaks lashon hara. But the uh, still people, people do it, and as much as we've tried uh, over the last uh, since the time of the Chafetz Chaim to raise the awareness uh, 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 of of the importance of not speaking, people get to spend a lot of time and a lot of money looking for that that juicy bit of of information that they can share with their with their their friends, uh, and uh, it perhaps can be uh, can be uh, explained that uh, there is that need, there is that that excitement, there is a it's when the blood. When the blood gets uh, gets going, you know, the Yetzirah, <clears throat> the Yetzirah tries its very, very best to present us uh, all the things he wants us to in the most beautiful, glowing terms. So we get all excited, we get all hepped up uh, uh, about it, and uh, we, we do things that we know we shouldn't, but we're so excited we can't help ourselves. And it's only afterwards you realize that, in fact, there wasn't it wasn't actually as uh, pleasurable 
as we thought uh, it was going to uh, it was going to be Lushan horror comes from that fact that a person has has got something and and it excites him and he wants to share it and yeah you know, we have this need when we get information especially really juicy stuff we get all excited about it it, it becomes passionate to us and and that is the blood that is the blood that flows and that causes us to do the avera how are we going to change that? We need to come to the Kayan. The Kayan is the reason him. The Kayan use their passion and their excitement to do the right thing. The Kayan is the stabilizing force. The blood has to come to the kind of the, 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 the water. And uh, it's Dafka, it's specifically the Kayan who is the one that declares a person Tame and the person who has to oversee the process of the person once again becoming becoming uh, Tahar because the, the, the sole source of of uh, the the advent of Tsaras and and of most and of most sin is the fanning, is the, is the incredible energy we put into the desires we have. And, and, and there's something that can drive us crazy. Something's going to make us do, do insane things that, that we know in our, in our, in our most rational moments, in our, you know, in our thinking brain that, that we shouldn't, that we shouldn't be, be, uh, be doing them and that they're, 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 they're wrong for us. But, you know, the passion goes, the blood is flowing, we're, we're, we're pumping, we're pulsating, and, and we end up doing, we end up doing, in fact, the wrong, the wrong thing. We end up doing that which we shouldn't, we shouldn't be, be doing. And the, the Torah is telling us, this is Xerza Kosov, the, the Torah is making this happen. God Hashem is making this happen because He needs us to become aware. Whoa, we've gone too far, we've broken the balance. The balance of the blood and the water of the calmness of the and and the impetuousness is 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 out of kilter, and that's why we're doing this sin. We need the help of the kain, who perhaps is on the other, on the other extreme, to to ease us and train us through the process. How we're going to gain? How we're going to regain? Perhaps the the balance we need to to we need the passion because uh, we can't do many things that are, are right. We need to we need to do our, our mitzvahs. With passion, also we need some excitement when we daven. We need we need some passion when we when we learn when we learn Torah. We can't be totally and completely phlegmatic because then we get nothing done. We need this resource. We need the energy, but it needs to be tempered. It needs to be balanced with that with that water. And therefore, and therefore the the, uh, the therefore the the kain is the one who is in charge. The kain is the one who is in charge of the uh, of the process. And that's and that's Rashi's comment. The Kayan has to come and tell him, Emma Loi Tome Atta. You gotta be aware. Yes, there is this reflection on you and you're gonna to have to go through processes of going out of the camp and being alone, which is all part of the of the remedy. But it's all coming because of the fact that there is there is this this imbalance within you. The blood has gone wild, you're you're falling prey to your temptation, to your desires, to your to your you know, the, the, the things that are that are pushing you beyond beyond the limits and you need to pull back. You need to you need to adjust yourself and only then are you going to be able to find a way of of uh, of uh, of moving of moving forward. So in fact today we uh, we spent the whole the whole uh, uh, 
show on 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 Saras, but it's good because, as I said, this is the international week of talking about Saras. And please, God, next week we'll we'll go back and resume our discussion about uh, the training of children in in the laws of Shabbos, which what we would start to begin to discuss next week. And again, just to really thank each and every one of you for making the time to to uh, to be with us please please if you have any comments you have any uh, ideas you want to share with us you want any criticism any any kind of feedback please do so either through the station or to me directly it's the only way we know whether we are in fact accomplishing what it is that we want to accomplish and in the meantime just to wish each and every one of you a shabbat shalom varachas a time of the family together are really growing, are really consolidating, are really making sure that all the balances in our life are, are, the way, are the way they should be. Thank you for being with us. And again, please tune in next week again to Soul to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM. Shabbat Shalom.